0: Hi everyone, it's Adrian Pangilinan here again and welcome back to the fourth episode of The Soul Supremacy where we talk about all things unapologetic and all things in pursuit of and passion. I said that backwards, but oh well, just roll with it. So for today's episode, we have our friend, my friend Steve, Mr. Steve Gonzalez over here. And let me pull up my nose, hold on, my phone just turned off. But our friend Steve here is a... Is based is first of all, first of all, he's based in New York, New York City. He is a visual artist, style curator, brand consultant, and a fashion decider. And if you're wondering, I pulled this off your Instagram. And I'm actually really <laughs> glad that you have it up there because I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. So everyone does give him a round of applause. Woo! Insert sound effect. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> Steve, again, thank you so much for for being here. Thank you. Thank you for um, gracing our podcast with your your brilliance. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I have, um, so before we get to the main interview, actually, I just have five icebreaker questions that I want us to get started with. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, what are five things that people would not know about you from a first glance?
1: All right, first and foremost, let me say thank you so much for having me. So I'm very excited to be able to be part of this project that you're doing. So thank you for thank that. You. Um, so the question is, what are five things that people wouldn't know about me? Who, mm-hmm. From a first glance, like,
0: like if someone saw you for the first time, what would those five things be?
1: They might not know that I'm very, Okay, so I'm gonna maybe say a few and I'll think I'll have to think about the rest of them. Oh, yes. Um, And then I'll go answer them later on because I really don't know the answer like in the top of my head, but- I know you're good. One of the things that I guess I will say is people don't really know how passionate I am about what I do um, because I I feel like I wear too many hats on the stuff that I'm doing right now. And they might not know certain things that that I really like, for example, I might not share my page a lot, but I'm really into coffee shops, right? I'm really into reading. I'm really into um, business. Like I love business, I love history. Um, so those are just some of the things that just seeing me, you won't really know much about me because I'm, I feel like at first I'm kind of clumsy and I come up as a really uh Relatable.
0: Steve, if you come like,
1: up relatable, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: Approachable. Yes. You know, uh, but go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes it, it might get confused with how you you seen me and I can, you know, me better than anybody else. But you know, when I'm really into like working and doing stuff like that, I take this stuff very seriously. And it's like, oh, yes. I've, seen, a little too I've seen them
0: work once and I was
1: shocked. and I was like,
0: that was really, really nice to get a to yeah. like that
1: experience. So, yeah. Yeah. So, in the okay. rest, let me think about them. But yeah, this is some of the things that I think people want to assume about me in the first me. No, that was good. No, you said you.
0: No, you actually. That was a multifaceted answer. You said a lot in that, like one kind of tidbit. So that's actually good. Okay, the next question is: What is your favorite food?
1: Japanese food. Which one? Oh, if I had to choose one, on top of my head, mm-hmm. I guess sashimi, sushi. Sashimi. Yeah,
0: I think I've had that once. And I was like, "Oh, this is not sushi, or like like the sushi that I normally eat." But it's still wrapped in the thing, right? It's 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 like a oh sashimi. It's um, uh, it's like ground beef and like vegetables.
1: No, <laughs>
0: no. Oh, sashimi. Never mind. What is it, Steve? What is it then? Tell
1: me. Tell me. What. It, it's very similar to sushi, but it's just like the opposite of it. Like, yeah, the fish on top, and then you see a little sashimi. Okay. <laughs> The little ball. probably people know it by sushi, like they think because you go to a sushi bar, they'll serve it, but uh-huh. yeah, that's what I like the most, yeah. Does
0: it have the orange like eggs on it? Or is that a different one?
1: Um, You're talking about like a bowl?
0: No, 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 the, the sashimi, the, do they have like the, like the- Yeah, yeah, you can have it- eggs, it. yeah, or whatever yeah. it's called. The little, the little fish eggs, yeah, you can have it with it, yeah. Oh, I'll just kidding, okay, okay, okay. Okay, next question. West Coast or East Coast?
1: East. Why? Um, I like how diverse it is over here. I love the diversity. I mean, I'm in New York City, so the hub is like the capital of the world, I would say. But I like how, one, I don't have any earthquakes here. <laughs> I'm really oh. afraid of earthquakes. I lived in Mexico City, and then on the West, we get earthquakes a lot often. So I was like trapped in an elevator a couple of times when I was a kid in Mexico City. Due to earthquakes, so I don't, I don't like earthquakes. Um, and I also like my four seasons. I like to feel them mm-hmm. like I feel like California, the West Coast, is very like laid back and chill, and like even if you go to Seattle, that was gonna be gloomy. And I like the four, mm-hmm. the four seasons that we get here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I've only been, i visited visited New York twice in like different seasons, mm-hmm. but it does. I can see that um in the East Coast. Specifically, you can actually get like a clear breakdown of the four seasons. Whereas in the West Coast, and I'm in California, it 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 all becomes it like blends, which is not bad, but it just blends, you know. It's like, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. Next
1: question. Your favorite self-care routine. Oh my God. So I do like a strict freaking like facials, like in my face right now. Lately, for the past maybe five, six years, I've been really into like skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like something's a little bit hectic, like I, ma- I mask daily, like I put on mask right now. I have this socket mask, um, Japanese that I bought at the Japanese market, but I also I'm working with this, uh, with a couple, uh, beauty brands. And so I'll do the whole serum and I do the whole scrubs and I do all kinds of lotions. I, I do like skincare routine, my favorite.
0: Nice. Um, how old are you? 35. 35 okay that wasn't part of the question actually just because just because when you started talking about your um uh self-care routine i know that usually people okay realistically the older you get the more more wrinkles you can have not necessarily necessarily you know so all i wanted to say was your skin looks good okay (laughs) okay and last question actually last question so i think this is funny Okay, (laughs) so if you had to choose between the two, your line of work now or Charming Charlie?
1: You know what? I love the place where I'm at right now. But I feel like when I was there, it gave me a lot of foundation for a lot of things. Because I was really... I started... Prior to Charming Charlie and all that, when we met, I feel like I was a very single-minded person and what i mean by that is like i wasn't open to other people's opinions to the people's feelings and i didn't really feel like i needed anybody else to get the job done and then now the more grows and the more i see it, it's like i was wrong in a way so like mm-hmm. I, I i love that because it, it really taught me a lot like every single job that i had believe it or not even though some of them i wasn't so into them or they were in my thing like working at a bank and like working in retail and i working with other places. It wasn't really my thing. Um, they gave me a lot of growth and experience and they helped me along my career a lot, a lot. I get, I feel like that that's what launched me to where I'm at right now and gave me the base for all those things because I learned so much in every single um, step that I took in my career. Nice. They were necessary pretty much to be where I'm at today. And you know what too, I would have to, you know,
0: say too that it does take us like a certain level of maturity to just be able to get to, you know, with what you just said, you know, to actually be able to be like, Hey, this is where I came from and I've learned from it. And I don't at all, you know, look down on where I came from, you know, and, and, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm the same way too. And I mean, while for me, I may have my own quirks about like the past jobs that I've had more so like the negative experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually not, change anything because for me personally and i'm sure for you too and many people watching this or listening to this it's like we get to where we are by taking the next best step after leaving the previous step you know so you wouldn't be where you're at if you basically never like not just not had had those things but if you never left those jobs because if you say that charming charlie well the charming charlie (laughs) plaza manita has been closed for a while now so (laughs) yeah i know i heard I know, it's, it's sad. Which actually then segues me to the main interview. Okay, so who is Steve? Who is Steve? Yes, who are you?
1: He's someone who is trying to discover and rediscover himself every day. Someone that grows every day. Someone that's a very emotional and sensitive human that sometimes has a lot of flaws but I feel like those flaws is what helps him be what he is. Like he's very very resilient. He's very consistent in what he does, when he wants something. And I feel like as bad as this is, this is a good thing as well that I do love him myself is I can't take no for an answer when I want something. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is. I'm the type that is going to go after it. Even if I had to spend my whole life going after it, I'm going to do it. And, you know, just having like, I remember since I was like younger, I knew kind of like the direction I wanted to go. And it was like, I'm going to have to put school in a pause for a little bit. And it was hard on everybody, like you and my mom and stuff like that. You know, they were like, no, why do this, continue to do that. And it was like hard for them to have them see my vision that I had of myself. But now that things are starting to pay off that way, it's kind of like, oh, I understand where you were coming from. So, yeah, that's why I'm somebody that evolves daily, too. Every day I'm growing Every if you talk to me today and then by the time this product launches, I'm going to be a different person. So it's like my growth. I feel like I wasn't growing for so many years that now my growth is literally like a day could change me completely. I could literally grow and keep on growing. And like I said, someone is very passionate about what he does. Um, I think that was it could really define me or, or could uh, describe me pretty well that's beautiful that, that that's really beautiful
0: i i i felt that i especially the first thing that you said i was like oh shoot yeah yes that's all i'm gonna say i felt that it's it's so it's strong you know it's like and while also it does take for a strong person to to be like to have to be able to face themselves look at themselves and and be like wow 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 okay what else <laughs> you know like what's next yeah. you know keep walking yeah. forward you, you keep you keep moving forward as you keep looking at yourself you know so thank you thank you for that answer um how did we meet i i love asking everyone this question
1: <laughs> we used to work together
0: work yeah together. yeah okay i'll say something um he was my uh he was my assistant manager at charming charlie this was like 2011. So I had just graduated from college and no high school. Literally, this is the first (laughs) job that I had after high school. I was like, I need to work. And then he was there, and I've just always remembered that we got we we always got along. You know, considering, yeah, yeah, and you know, I yes, yeah. So that that was almost ten years ago, and I mean, just like you. I, when I, okay, so honestly, when I think of our line of work back then, Charming Charlie to be specific, I actually have nothing but like, oh shoot, sorry, sorry, Mike. I have nothing but good memories, like right. really fond memories. Like even when I go to the mall sometimes and see that it's now closed and back then it the the comic store took over it, like I would walk inside and and literally um, still feel and, and have like memories of like the, the good times. The growing times in there you know
1: it's a lot of growth yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep that yep exactly okay so steve um would you mind sharing with us about some of your life experiences um growing up as a kid
1: some of my life experiences so um i traveled a lot when i was a kid and i never really grew up with friends that I could keep for longer than five years, because I moved a lot when I was a kid. Um, I loved traveling when I was a, a younger kid. However, I I moved so often that I like never got to see like to my elementary friends and you know get in touch with them. You know, it's so easy now with Facebook and all that. But for many years, I would move back and forward places. So I feel like as a kid, it was hard because I never had uh, like a close best friend because I always had to move. So I felt like. Since I was young, even though I have so many flaws, I learned to live with them and be okay with it because <laughs> I okay. always had to pretty much be with my family, my brother, my brother, my sister. So we were always fighting, but we were close. When it came down to it, it was like, that's all we had. We only had us three because we were always moving, changing schools, changing cities from the U.S. to Mexico, Mexico back to the U.S. And yeah, so it was um, it was good and bad. You know, I had fun experiences, bad experiences, and that's something that uh, uh, it was like for me growing up. Also, I, I went to a Japanese institute when I was in uh, elementary and middle school. So elementary, oh, wow. yeah, still elementary, elementary, and middle school. Yeah, that's something a lot of people don't know, and that's where I started getting like the love for Japanese culture. I didn't,
0: I, I didn't know that actually.
1: Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I went to and... a Japanese institute when I was at uh, elementary. That makes in,
0: sense. That that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah I'm
0: not sure if you mentioned why why, why your family moved a lot.
1: Uh, my dad and like his job. And so we actually, um, I grew up in a city, right? And then we had a ranch mm-hmm. outside of the city that we used to go to like for the weekends. But then we, my dad decided to build a house, like a house to actually live in, like a nice house, comfortable house to live in. And we decided to move there. So then we switch it back to the, the weekend, we'll go to the city and we used to live Mm -hmm. in the ranch, and yeah, so I grew up with, like, horses, cows, um, yeah, I was, cowbells, cowbells, there you go, uh, I, I was, I had, like, a whole farm growing up, and, like, I feel like some of the discipline that I had (laughs) later on in my life was due to that, because I had animals, right, and yeah, they were your friends, (laughs) yeah, and we had to feed them, and, like, we had to walk, it was almost like an acre of land, so we had to walk far to go feed them, and, like, we like the the people that used to help us with the animals. They were not allowed to do that, so we had a specific job one gave us. So we we're like, oh shit, oh, we couldn't get what, away with it. So like, what was your job? I'm curious now. Um, I had a cow, so I had to go and feed my cow. <laughs>
0: <Baby> <laughs> Did cow. your
1: cow have a name? Uh, yeah, she had a name. Actually, it was a sad story because somebody stole it from me. They they took it from me. I think two years before I moved back to the US, and dude, that was it. that was my first time I think feeling depressed because they took it from me. She was like my friend, so oh, this no. cow was like. Not for us to consume it to eat it or anything. It was just like a baby cow that, yes, my dad bought, and so we got really attached to it. So I used to walk oh. her, like I'll put in a leash and walk her around, like she was a dog. So you could imagine, my mom would get her candies, and like she was really attached to the family, so it meant a lot. So I was like, so so sad. My brothers had their horses, and then my little brothers, I mean, we had ducks and turkeys and geese and all kinds of stuff. So, wow, rabbit, chicken, yeah. So. Uh, we have a macaws too, <laughs> parrots, sheep, all kinds of. And we had like a whole farm, like a full-on farm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then something the weekends I'll help my dad whenever I'll see him. I'll help him in the house and like cutting the grass every once in a while and whatnot. But yeah, um, I was also in school and then I was doing martial arts. So,
0: wow. Then it really sounds like you really had a very, very well-rounded well-rounded um
1: life growing up yeah i believe so i feel like i did back then i didn't feel that way and i used to complain about everything but now i feel oh. like i was i had a blessed and very happy like very good childhood
0: you know what i you know what? if i'm being honest i don't blame you either because that's how i feel about um just being like you're gonna do everything you know and i'm like <laughs> you know but i mean i mean just i mean i could i could only imagine because i've been to a farm I think my relatives, my uncle, they they owned a farm in the Philippines, so we would go there. And I was also a kid too, and I was like, I I still vividly remember the stench and the smell, the aroma of the farm. And as strong as it is, it is very it's it's very cathartic, you know, like being in there. But right. also, I could see where you probably also feel like, for a kid, I you know, I really should not be doing at least you know like a kid being a kid versus yeah. a kid having to to have a lot of responsibilities
1: more than a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. should
0: maybe have you
1: know but yeah. you know what i feel like my responsibilities were not horses i mean they were at the time by my parents right but it was something that like distracted me and kept me away from things because we, i was also always going to adventure we had a motorcycle we had horses so whenever we wanted to we just go on an adventure we'd go like an hour and a half two hours to a new town and like discover places and like yeah, it was crazy. It was like, y'all, okay, so y'all literally lived in your own world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't have neighbors for like at least two miles, three miles. We had like no neighbors, like no neighbors. Mm-hmm. We were the only house there. Is. And coming from a contrast of living in a city when it was a building of like, you know, in one building, we have like 15, 20, 30 kids that we all played together just out of one building next to the City to that, mm-hmm. it was a, like a different contrast. But I, I love yes. it. I, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it now, especially now as I'm older. I'm like, oh my God, I kind of want to go back to that yeah. <laughs> when I get older enough. Yeah.
0: So then okay, so then I'm curious like so how old so so like if if you were to give me like a age bracket like from like how old like, like what was the age range basically at that life?
1: I think I moved back to six, uh, Mexico City when I was 5. I had my sixth birthday there. So it was maybe like 10 or 11. Oh, and wow. then 11 to 14 I moved back to the US. So it was maybe like 5 years because like I said we that was our weekend uh home like getaway. We used to live in the city. So we'll go to the ranch and like enjoy our time. And But we didn't have a full. The house was small. And then my dad built around and he made it like actually a we home for all of us. So, but i first it was just like a little farm, like a little getaway house and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So then
0: at that age or maybe around that time, did you have any inkling, any idea that the life that you're living now will be the life that you're living now? No. No. what were your dreams as a kid I'm curious
1: um I Aspirations. Wanted to the of my dad so I wanted to be an architect but I feel like I used to ah. say that because I was pressured into doing that because I was like like yeah my brother wanted to be the lawyer and then uh, my sister a doctor I believe and then I was like well I'll be the architect like my dad uh, I like business though a lot and I used to do business when I was a kid like I, I love business I love business however I really didn't feel like the once I got to like high school, I felt like I did that's not what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. the only thing I do remember is like I enjoy my martial arts, but I wasn't the best kid. And I really enjoy art classes that I took um I had like a painting class and music and I enjoyed it, but I also felt like I wasn't the strongest at anything. Like I wasn't the did strongest have, at music. Did you ever do dance? I'm just curious. I did dance, yeah, yeah. But I did dance later on in high school. Like uh Okay we i'll do it yeah later on and that, i was good at dancing i love dancing but um i don't know i just didn't see it ending there like i didn't see that and a lot of the things i I feel like the foundation that i got from many things came out later on and like yeah. i wanted started to do fashion and all that and like um like i said reading and languages and all that that came probably from my mom um because growing up, I would hear her like practicing uh, French and Italian. I don't think she could speak any of it now, but she always, she's the one that pretty much put different language into me that pursued me wow. to like learn another language and another language. Yeah, it was her. So, um, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna do this. I, like I said, I was I loved art. I wasn't the best. I loved music. I wasn't the best. Um, I loved sports. God knows I wasn't the best. So like, he was he was something <laughs> I had to figure out. Like. The only thing I knew I was good at is, like, I had some sense of style since I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> that's I I could tell you right now. And, like, that's how, like, when I did my reflection of what I really wanted to pursue, that's how I like, I asked so many people, like, what do you think I'm good at, right? And, like, I was being honest oh, with myself. Like, mm-hmm. I was being true, completely honest to myself. Like, what do you think I'm good at? And, like, I think all of the 30 people I asked, though, like, the only way I see you is, like, with style fashion. That's the only thing I really see you. And that's how, like, I, I kind of knew I had an inclination towards it but I wanted to ask people what else is I'm doing good. And they will say things like, you know, I feel like you're dedicated to this, dedicated to that, but nothing came out. The most uh, conversation we had was mostly fashion. And that's when I decided to really push into it. It sounded like, and and
0: please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you were just looking for the
1: validation that you needed to hear that this was the route that you wanted to pursue. You know what? I did a lot, like a lot of like learning and like growth and like, and I'm talking about this is like, 21, Paul Charming Charlie, I think, 22, 23, or during that time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that I suffered like a lot of people did. Some people suffered it earlier, later on, that when they were in a midlife crisis. It wasn't my 20, early 20s, but it wasn't midlife. But it was, like, people said, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be at or I don't know what I'm going That's where be. I'm at now. Yeah, so I went through that. And, and, you know, it's funny because, like, that's a journey we all have to take. And that's a journey yeah. that, like, for me, I have to do a lot of self-reflection. A lot of getting away from people by myself. I had to reinvent myself. I left friends for that reason. It's like, it's like, you literally have to like, the way I was able to discover this and rediscover truly who I was and like accept the mistakes and the paths that are my flaws that I have and my strengths, it was through that. Like I did a lot of self-reflection for like two, three years. Like literally I'll do getaways by myself as much as I can. And I'm not talking about even just going on a trip, but like you have to reflect and take time to see what you wanted. And what you could give out to, back yeah. to the world, because I would, if I was being honest to myself, I wasn't gonna be the architect my family wanted to be. Like that was just wasn't gonna be anything. think. Now that I, I don't enjoy the art of being an architect and a designer and I, uh, what my dad was doing, but that is, he, he just wasn't for me. And I feel like um, it was hard at first because, like I said, telling my you know my mom uh-huh. you know, that was. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, you know how it is. <laughs> They're gonna have like a stick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, I mean, I do also have to give a lot of props to my mom. I guess because she always like, she gave me advice, but she encouraged me to follow what I really want. She never said no. She tried to give me the best advice she could, but she also allowed me to be free and make my own decision. And I feel like through those failures is really how I build character in life too. Mm, okay. She didn't protect I, me from it. She wasn't like. Oh, you must do that. Oh, you must, no. She said, "You know, you're an adult. You, you can make your own decision." So, she gave Ooh. me that freedom also helped me out a lot. Like, yeah, wow.
0: that I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. Ooh. Let me let me have a sip too. Hold on, cheers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, that is perfect because that does lead literally lead me to my next question, which is, when and what was that clear moment? Okay so I guess what you just said right before this was the process to getting yeah. there but then yeah. my question is when and what was that defining moment when not only you found out that this was something you wanted to do but then you're like I'm going to put all of my eggs on this and that I will actually that I will really really pursue this wholeheartedly and I'm going to go which I know you did which is why I wanted to really ask this question
1: I I feel like it was like a series of events that led to this. But I'll tell you one event that really pushed me into. It. And this is when I was already a little bit more into like designing. I think I had started going to design school. I saw a trend in the US that, and not to say that U.S. are not a trendsetter. We are the trendsetters here big time. But I felt like everybody was going to one style. And whenever I try something new, I feel like people were afraid of it or they will. I assumed that a heterosexual male wasn't allowed to break the stereotypes and do certain things that I was doing, right like uh-huh. self-care, for example, six years ago.
0: uh-huh it,
1: it was like you know I like to take take care of myself for me. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. I literally like enjoy looking at myself good and I feel good. when I feel mm-hmm. good, I could do better. I could do good, yeah. right was it, you know when you met me you were also in shape and I was also working out, I remember you were in really good shape, and I remember Thank I thought you had like strong legs strong and I mean, I happened? <laughs> Just so like i i that was i was doing that for me and for my own benefit and my own health i wasn't doing it for anybody trying to impress anybody but i wasn't doing it by that by then i wasn't doing it for nobody i was doing it for me because i was always a small yes. kid. I a kid and then I, like i feel like that really gave me made me feel good so it was one time that i remember um i was actually still charming charlie i was wearing like a pair of like crop low uh crop trousers from ASOS that i bought um mm-hmm. and they were like from from uh the UK, right? And they were like oversized and I wore with a t-shirt because I used to follow a lot of Korean fashion, Japanese fashion. And I went to a party after work and in a weekend, and people were making fun of me because of the way I was dressed. And I was like, you know what, it's so close-minded here that this is really what I want to push with people to start seeing. This is, I think Instagram was starting to roll out. And I, oh. I believe the first time I did that I did not know about it, but I was like, I really want people, because I'm pretty sure there's people out there like me that don't want to dress like everybody else or don't want to follow things like everybody else. Or that don't have the courage to actually, maybe they want to do it, but they don't have the courage. Sure, sure. I mean, like I said, it wasn't- Many reasons. I I want to say openly, right? In 2010, it wasn't common for heterosexual men to take very good care of themselves and be into fashion. Like for me, for example, right? I wasn't into doing the manly, manly things that people say, like, you know, that the the society put it in you, like, oh, go and fix in your car and do this. I did it, but I was really more into fashion. I was really more into like going shopping and really. I mean, you're at the
0: gym. Time. I mean, from when when I met you, I remember I could yeah. I actually just remembered now that you're always at the gym. At least yeah, those gym pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, I could also be shopping. I spend my time. I could be at the mall shopping. Like I would love to do that. You know, like a mm. couple hours. That was like therapy for me. Um, going to thrift shops wow. and stuff like that. It was like I kind of wanted. Like I am surprised we never went together because I would love to go to the thrift store too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It was just that. It was like that was one of like the many things. Like I said, it was it was a couple of situations, but that was one that really I feel like impacted me, and instead of me start pushing, like you know what, I really need to show people like all their other stuff, and like I feel like I could make something an impact on people, even if it's one person. But there's going to be an impact. You
0: found that purpose. Then you really found that you've had the calling, but then you found the purpose in in a line. You're like, I feel this way. Yeah, and now I need to meet it halfway. So now I'm in order for me to meet it halfway to get my message across, I'm gonna have to, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had a follow up question. Um, okay, then what was that? What was that moment then that you decided to New York? Because I remember meeting up with you. This was. This wasn't too long ago, but this was a little bit while back, like three years ago, when um, we met up for uh, to take pictures. And I, I remember you, we haven't seen each other in like a minute. And and then when you said you were about to move to New York, I was like, whoa. <laughs> How did that
1: happen? I'm curious. Is that plan that I had since I was, like I said, like in high, like almost in high school. I always plan to move to New York. Um, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, so like the problem like the situation because the lifestyle that happened or whatever situation we all have in life, you know.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Um, it took longer for me to get to where I wanted to, but I always knew, like I said, I always had a plan. Like I mastered my plan oh, early that makes, on. Like I knew what I was gonna now. do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So these are things that like I said, like it's funny because like at some point I felt like stuck, like I will have things mapped out and planned out and they were not working out, but that's the way life works sometimes. Like and I feel like whoever I told about this, were like the few people that I told, them were like, "Oh yeah, he's never gonna do that." And then when I did it, people were like, "Oh shoot, you're really going for it." And, and you like yeah.
0: transcend that even more, basically. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Because like you know, like I said, if we go back to like what a male my age should be doing, should be probably thinking about your career, right? By my age, you probably have kids and married, and those were never my plans. Those were never my. That, that was never like even Let's
0: until the, the later on.
1: So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, it, it was harder for like. I feel like my mom, I don't anybody else, but they, she trusted me the most. So it was like, if she doesn't care, you know, if she backs me up in what I'm doing, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to please anybody else, even my own, my own family. Like, even my mom, my mom's okay with it. I don't care what anybody, my siblings, my uncle, my, I don't, I really wouldn't care. And that was, I always had the attitude of like, not caring what other people think. I I would lie to, I would lie if I say, I really, I never listen what people say, but, at the end of the day, I, ju- I make my own judgments and I trust myself. And if I make a mistake, I take it as a learning step, a learning curve. I never take it as a, uh, I never beat myself up for it. I always try to learn. Okay. From it. I say, it's a good thing. It happened now. I'm ahead. I'm ahead of people because now it happened to me right now. This happened. I could learn. Mm-hmm. from.
0: It. So. Did you ever have moments of wavering where you're like, oh, shoot, I'm
1: scared. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel scared? Yeah. Yeah. A- every time. Every time. like. I'm sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes. That, that little fear that you have is what keeps you pushing and moving because I feel like I fear that I don't do something right. It, and it's not that I need validation, but it won't inspire people anymore. I feel like if I don't do something sometimes correctly, I don't reach a certain thing, it's like, although I'm doing it for me, I feel like people that really believe in my journey is going to be disappointed. So that little fear sometimes and like, you know, sometimes you have the fear that you can't do things and you can't, how are you going to do it? But um this goes a little bit deeper. I feel like I always believed in a mm-hmm. higher being, whatever that being is, yes. the universe, God, Buddha, Dharma, whatever, universe, whatever you believe in, right? Yes. I believe in one and I believe like God had always been on my side in that sense. And like, as long as I prayed to him and I, as long as we communicate and I feel like it was oh. good, I, I felt like I was going to get out of it. Madam I, I Halfway. never, I was not going to yes. be able to meet. Yeah. So. Yes. Wow.
0: Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you for speaking live so far. It's only been like 37 minutes and I'm already like, oh, shoot. Okay. My next question is, um, okay, so then we are in New York now. Um mm-hmm would you mind please, <laughs> excuse me, would you please um, explain a little bit more about the line of work that you're doing? Because I did see that you are a person of so many beautiful talents. And, and and that's why for me, I was like, is there a way to, I mean, I mean, of course, not right now, but maybe sooner than later, I'll be like, oh yeah, he is this. But yeah, if you can just explain about the line of work that you do and yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Um, prior to going full-time uh, content creator, which is this, I curate, uh, you know, my feed, and I, I work with brands and consulting. Um, I was styling. I was working for Georgia Money uh, Corporation, and prior to that, in Burberry, and their flagships, and their respective flagships here in New York, and from the Americas, the flagship from the Americas. Um, and I started styling celebrities because of the line of work that I did, and mm. I really, really, really enjoyed it. But I also started getting more job as a photographer, a visual artist, um, creating concept for brands, and they would trust me with the vision that I had of of creating a concept for them to to speak about their DNA of their product or tell the story that the brand wanted to tell. And They would trust me with their vision, and yeah. that's what I've been doing. I've been photographing a lot, and I've been editing a lot, and I'm learning so much, and it's like. You know you know me when we first met, I was not into photography and I remember you were like I was I didn't know much about it. Right? I know we switch, but it's okay. There yeah. are seasons for everything, right? Yeah, it's, 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 I feel like I, I took the Adrian <laughs> the, Because I remember, I you know what? I remember one photo shoot we had that I still love that I think I was also working at Armani but in Fashion Bal in San Diego. Um we did a photo shoot one time and I was like baffled by the way you were directing me and like I love that. I feel like that really made me push even harder for the photography because before that I was just more Good. into like doing it for the instagram and for like you know not professionally done but i remember the way you were directing me and telling me things and like seeing it all come to life um that that really made an impact on me like i learned i was like okay i'm gonna get this from him like whatever it is i'm gonna get the good things like I, like i got everything and you did and you, did. And
0: I'm you absorbing.
1: did i'm absorbing everything like you better believe if you don't want me to be your competition then don't come and ask me to be with you because i'm gonna learn so much from you and i'm gonna absorb a lot of things and mm-hmm. and, I, and i took it like i remember when you took direction and you told me do this post stronger. It's going to feel weird, but it looks better on camera. To this day, I just do it. Last, last two days, I did that to somebody. And it's like, I remember, every time I'm going to remember that came from you. Because it's Aww. funny how you make it all, it's just a vision and you make it all come to work and like an image is something timeless. Like what else do you think? People thought that print was going to die, right? Print is coming back big time. Big time. Oh yeah. Uh, photography, right? People was like, oh, because the, the new technology is going to die. It's not going to die. It's film,
0: film is evolved. like back.
1: Film yeah, is like it, back it, as heck. <laughs> it's forever evolving. It's forever going to be evolving. Recycling I mean, too. Absolutely. It's like fashion. Fashion cycles, circles, right? Um, but it, it's, it's a beautiful art. Anything that comes with art is always going to be something that you could, if you're passionate about it, you could always make a living out of it. And I feel like the impact that you could leave out of art, whatever the line of work is, chef, uh, mm-hmm. you're doing styling, you're doing fashion, creating, dance. It's all, I feel like almost everything to me is art, right? Even Mm -hmm. math. Um, You're going to leave such a strong impact if you're very uh, passionate about what you do. I definitely needed to hear that.
0: Um, (laughs) um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Um, Actually, then that leads me to my, hey, I'm on an interview, doggy. (laughs) Um, That leads me to my next question. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't hate my dog. I was so lost into what you were saying that I was like, "Oh shit!" I have to like be able to like come out of it for a second to. Oh, you know what? But- oh,
1: l- l- let me retract something. So I didn't even answer your question, right? So I do photography because I feel like all kinds of things that I'm doing worth too many hands, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm working on my own brand, right? So I still I'm still designing. I do photography, I do editing, I do modeling, and I do consulting for brands.
0: What kind of editing? Just to
1: to be clear, Uh photography editing and. So, um, whatever last picture, who's the last person I work with? Uh, Kenneth Cole, I believe. Uh, yeah. They used to tell me what the whole vision I do, I curate feet for them and I do stuff for their feet and for mine. I do everything from, you know, they, they just give me an idea or actually they were free to give me hundred percent freedom. I used to uh, had to come up with a concept and then pass it uh, by them. That is, that is so beautiful when you're given yeah. the freedom and the trust. Yeah. 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 So it was that. So. Yeah, that's a little bit of what I've been up to lately, and what I do. I wear too many (laughs) hats. That's good,
0: and I mean, from from from, Ah. it's it's work. It's it's clearly working for you, and of course, you know, there are you know the the not not even the naysayers, but there could be that opinion of like you should only niche down and focus on one, you know, which is which is super interesting because when it when like with me, I super relate to just being like. Why do I have to limit myself to one when I know that I've, like, you and I and many people are very, very multifaceted? We we have many, many different tools and skill sets that we can offer, and instead of just limiting to one, you know. Um, So my next question is for someone that is aspiring to be in the same um, career path trajectory as you are, as you um, you know, you were able to get yourself into um. What are some of the steps that you would uh, steps and advice that you would like to give uh, share?
1: Um. Well, like I said, I, I feel like in the middle of the interview we we're kind of talking about it. Make sure that when you choose a career, like what they call it nowadays, right? They call some people call this influencing, or influencers, or that word it is it, to me. Oh, my like, bad. Sorry. It makes. It, it kind of like cuts you short of what you really are because you have so many different hats. Um, whatever you want to do, right, artist. Wh- whatever you really feel like you're doing, make sure you're really passionate about it. Make sure you really search deep inside you and have something of value to you could provide to people. Mm. Because I feel like you have a passion for it, right? You're somehow okay at it. You're a little bit good at it, right? At whatever you you want to do. Uh, but you you have to also be humble and learn. So much and really get into that like you need to almost be obsessed with it like this night, mm. what i couldn't sleep because i will edit for two days straight almost because i was still taught nobody told me nobody told that's beautiful like, that is so beautiful that's so like, beautiful. And, and i'm talking about two years ago i was doing that I'm, you're so excited like I'm you're so excited that you can't sleep a story yeah i'm not telling you about a story that like happened 10 years ago it happened about now like when i was trying wow. to build my business and when i fell the first time in my business you know with the with the man's wearing with the ties and all that i i spent hours hours and hours finding suppliers communicating with suppliers from across overseas yes. and like I learned so much. So like you really need to be passionate and you really need to see the end goal ahead of you because things oh. are not never gonna go as you expect them to go. So like you you need to have some if you're gonna choose the freelancer career, right? Because right, that's what
0: yes, that's where I'm at now, sir. You have
1: that's to have true. some sort of nerve and some sort of belief in yourself that it has to be insane that people say you're crazy for believing that because if you don't hear that and people don't think you're crazy you're not going to survive in this business because things never go how you expect you go from not working one week or one month almost right Or not having paid partnerships or gigs or whatever to being booked for literally two months straight without stopping so it's like you need to be able to adjust and adapt and be ready at all times so during the downtime, what are you going to do? Are you going to be wasting your time or are you going to be learning? Are you Are going to be applying it to something? You're going to be is growing. It's that everyday growth. You, you know, it's funny yeah. because the modern day, the, the way we are in modern day is like you go to school for a certain amount of years and then you stop, right? When you look uh-huh. at amazing civilizations that built so much, um, like the Greeks, they never stopped going to school. It was a forever thing like, you will be a 50-year-old man still you're going to school, and nowadays, we, we try to, because school became a business, and they try to push everything into yes. two years, Learn. go ahead, throw you out in the world, and you're not even sure what you want to do, that they took out the value that school used to give for the business side of it, and, and you, like I say, that's what you always need to be learning, and you need to invest in it, too, like, my yes. advice is if when you want something, right? especially in the field, I in, like if you really want to start doing this partnership with the brands and want to start doing all this, you need to know how much work is getting into it because people think it's just cool to you post a picture or a video and it's like, oh, that took nothing. Mind you, I'm my own manager. I have to sign and create contracts by myself that nobody has taught me how to do it, right? I have to be able to photograph myself sometimes. You have to be able to speak very well in front of the camera to articulate certain things. Um, uh, it, there's so many hats that you have to wear that if you're not comfortable doing that, don't choose go and get a career in something else. Like I said, yeah. if you don't have some sort of nerve and like some sort of like believe in yourself. This is not going to be for you because if you're always done in yourself, this is going to, this, this business industry is going to definitely eat your life.
0: First of all, thank you for sharing all of that, that wisdom. And then for, for the people that are like, okay, I get it. You know, like they are in that mindset already. Um, what are some of the tactical, like, Task or steps that you could actually provide for someone that's like okay I think I'm ready but then if you um then what do I do like where do I start you know like how does I guess this is the perfect um time to ask to like to like what is what does a day in your work life
1: look like um so like I said you kind of have to nobody's pressuring you, right? Right now, you're on your own. Like, nobody tells me to wake up early. I have to do it on my own. You have to have a lot of, I feel like if you're not a disciplined person, it's also not gonna be hard for you to do because you have to discipline yourself to get out, reach out, answer emails, have a schedule where you have to do written down, um, invest money, invest time. But I guess if you wanna say, okay, you have all those things going, right? How can you start? First thing I will say, invest, as much as you can in equipment and good equipment. If you can, from the beginning, buy the, I know people say, start with something non-professional and then later on you develop, you're gonna waste money with that. Start with something actually good for me, with my camera wise. To me, I would have jumped in better if I started with like the camera that I have now. And maybe I could have got a youth with a lot of miles in in the camera and like, you know, I could have got a lens that wasn't so expensive and whatnot. Uh, but I would have definitely done that because you're going to end up, if you're really passionate about it, like you said, you already have all those things and you know you're going to keep this a career. To save your time and money, go with the best thing you can at the moment. Go with the best money. The best money you have with the best money you could buy for what your budget is. That's one thing, right? Okay. Invest as much as you can watching your favorite creators, how they edit, how they do, how they create, how they come up with concepts as much as you can reach out to those people i would say the third part is like reach out to those people so they know you're there the reason why you want to do that is because you already you're inspired by something right by someone you really like and maybe you have different styles you want to be in it's good to see their growth and what they're doing what the daily is like the everyday like or reaching out to say hey you know i would love to work with you whenever you have free time or you know i'd like to invite you for a coffee you don't know how, to, how many times I pay people's dinner just to meet up, meet up with them and get some knowledge out of them. Like, literally, I did this to many creators. Like, I'll be like, hey, come over. I'll, let me invite you some lunch and sit down and, you know, discuss with them how I will get ideas from them. Like, mm. it's funny that I did that because I've I done it many times. Wow. And it, it's which like this it. technically, you know, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, those are the things I will say, like, investing in, in some good equipment. Like, like I said, not everything has to be top of the line. But if if you're gonna ask me how I would have done it, I would have definitely went in the beginning and spent a little extra. Like oh, no, I said, say no, buy no, used equipment is. it's fine, but by top of it, yeah, because you're gonna use that forever. Like you're gonna keep that for many years. Like my setup now is like I'm not gonna change this for even if the new mirrorless comes out, I'm, I'm not changing it. Oh like, yes, might, yeah, yeah. I, I have my DSLR and I'm very happy with it. I use a 70-200 right now millimeter Canon, and I use a Mark IV 5D. Like I'm not changing that. Like I'm not I'm not switching that. For long
0: Dang time. okay
1: yeah for some reason i thought you almost said sony but okay yeah, cool. i, I had sony i had a sony system
0: oh you did just kidding i remember yeah okay that's what i'm was yeah. yeah
1: but yeah. also. i had a, a uh, first i had a prop sensor at 6300 and then i bought invested in r2 wow so so you good. uh do you have two gears at the moment two body uh, two gears that's technically yes actually <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> because but but, yeah. but i'm assuming you're only using one you have a main one. The other one is mm-hmm. just yeah. okay. Um, then just to kind of go back then, because at some point you did mention um, uh, the discipline aspect of it, like making sure that you um set the time and to um, you know, uh, to to actually like dedicate schedule time for each of the yeah. tasks. Would you mind yeah. elaborating on that just a little bit more? Like how like how do you schedule your day in terms of like. This is what this is what I know I'm gonna do in the midst of like not, not nothingness, but you know what I mean? The, the openness, you know.
1: We have to keep yourself accountable. That's the number one thing, right? And the yeah. thing is sometimes with this job, as I was saying earlier, you could have a job coming right now in the middle of the night. And by the time you wake up, the best thing to do is answer as fast as you can for the brand. Depend, if you establish a relation with that brand, they know you could take some days, oh you know, I mean some hours to answer. But oh uh, it yes. looks good when you're waking up at six in the morning and if you see an email, you reply within the 30, 40 minute an hour. It, it, it looks really good with the brands because they know you're disciplined. They know you're, you're up early doing things. So it depends. It, it, it's literally the reason why I say you have to be very disciplined and you have, you have to keep yourself accountable, which is one of the things I learned so much in time working at stores. You have to keep your accountability You make a mistake. There's no such thing as, oh, well, it was somebody that woke me up? That's your fault. Like you need to keep yourself accountable for things. Um, Your opportunities are yours only. and there there could be growth and those opportunities always and it's great but those opportunities that you have that you're missing out on is because of you so something I could schedule my my day my day a night before sometimes I have to wake up in the morning and do it typically I have an idea but so for example I already I'll tell you what I have to do tomorrow right I took okay. some pictures over the weekend for this brand that I'm working with the pictures are done I have to edit tonight and tomorrow and tomorrow I also have to do stories video stories for them and write captions and so tomorrow what my day is going to look like is i will have to wake up early i do a little bit of reading in the morning like 20 30 minutes okay. um i okay. do my workouts in the morning or in the afternoon so i'll probably have some coffee the first thing i do like before even eating any food i go grab a coffee
0: uh-huh. um
1: and i already have my time for what i have to do so it's going to be the editing part i'm probably going to dedicate an hour and a half to depending how many images i'm going to edit then i'm going to create the stories on Two hours after that, or so, um, within that time frame, though, I'm gonna be replying back to my emails as well because I know I have I'm gonna have emails in the morning, um, yeah. and so if I have a photo shoot tomorrow, which I didn't schedule myself for one, but typically I'm shooting five days a week, um, I will make that trip to go and do a, my photo shoot, um, and then I'll come back and then just submit the things that I have to submit, uh, make some dinner, lunch, do my workout if I have, then do it in the morning, and then something I make outfits, something I'm learning. Like last night, I spent another hour learning how to edit new, new, like I said, I'm every learning every day. Like if you look at my feed, it changes yeah. so much for that reason because I'm learning something every day. So the next thing I'm trying to learn is video and like be able to get it really good. So I'm I'm spending those time studying. So like I will say I do part-time working, part-time studying and part-time creating something that I really love. So for example, the other part of it too, I'll spend like an hour or two designing the concept for my new next brand. I'll be either like working it, Catching something out, putting ideas together in a mood board, or researching about that specific topic. And that's something I have to keep doing myself every day. So like, if I didn't have a campaign to do, I would force myself to go out and shoot. And sometimes they just, literally, I just get last minute photo shoots, not even from uh, brands, from people. So lately, I've been shooting a lot, a lot of the content that you see out of all the good influence coming out of New York. A lot of times I'm shooting the yeah. conference. Like a lot of the time I'm just out there shooting it because like, they know I'm always disciplined. I'm always, there for it it's very important to be available and like if you get it, your first partnership right it's very important that you take the delivery time before they ask you you over deliver because that's what's going to open the doors mm-hmm. to get more 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 work later on let's say for example yes. you're working at a public relations firm right you and i establish a relationship and you know me out of the 10 people you pick that i'm always turning my work thoroughly fast right and I'm always up to the brand standards, right? You move to a different company. You're at, you're automatically almost going to, your brain is going to say, let, let me put, pull this guy that I used to work with in the other brand to work now with me in this brand because I know he always delivers. So like those relationships and being, this is the reason why I say you have to be disciplined is because it matters. Like you could literally mess up yourself in one job that you didn't do or you didn't present it right. Or This is why also it's like nerve wracking like, that you have to, create and do things good, because every single time I take this job serious, like, you should see the people that are shooting me sometimes that I'm working with, like, they know how frustrated I get, and I feel bad for them, because you, you one time you made me when I was like, you know how uh, I want to that I was. Would... Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, sir, yes, I experienced it. And you want to say at the beginning?
1: People want to you think know, that no, I'm right?
0: have Hold on, sorry, but you know what, I will have to say, though, that even though that, ha- I, not even though, but, but, like, really now looking back at it, I'm like, I... Have not. I really have nothing but respect because then it's like the drive and really the, the this was there. And honestly, at the end of the day, in my opinion, you can never get mad. You can never hate on someone that is like super passionate about what they do. Even though sometimes it could not, it could come off in a way that you know may not be to your liking. But that's relative. But also at the end of the day, it's about
1: yeah, yeah. No, okay. I I and I think like I said, I I think I'm going to learning how to deliver the communication better, but. Oh yeah. I know sometimes I don't know how to get that point across people, but it's like I'm very passionate. I take this very serious. Like when people say, you know, how many people saying, "Teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do that." I warn them now from the beginning, like, "Hey, if we're gonna work together, I'm gonna spend time teaching you something. Just know that I'm gonna expect you to be at your best." I take my things very serious, and I'm very passionate. And I, even the smallest jobs, even when I'm doing, even when I started, because I first really all started doing it for free. I, I wasn't getting paid for anything. Mm-hmm. I took it with a seriousness he deserved. Like I took it as it was I was working already for the big man, for the biggest company ever, and they expected me to deliver the way they they trusted in me. So that's the way I, I see every single job i I go i I get. Nice.
0: okay. then I have um I have two more questions actually, as we wrap this up. Um, so, I do feel like the whole time you were talking, what really kept coming to my mind was, um sustainability and then at some point you started talking about your at some point you started talking about your um like working with brands um i'm curious how have you been able to uh price your work pricing your work
1: whatever you want to share about that i'm 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 grateful so it's such a good question because i I think when you get to a level where you spend hours, right? I'm going to give you an example of people that I hear. There's people out there that that charge. You ever see those little memes or you see stories or you see like even post about it, right? When people pay or when somebody gives a price and they pay for something and they get that ugly tattoo versus the professionally done, right? I feel like I put close to five years, even six years of experience into like one year. That I feel like I have almost like 10 years into like when I done I've been doing it so fast. And I'm when I do something, people trip out because they're like, so for example, when I work with a client, right? And I charge by the hour. I might literally do the job they need to do, be done in an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm like, that's it, that's my hour. And then people are like, no, but we need there's nothing else we need. We need we got all the headshots we needed, we got all the outfits we need between the hour, right? Or even if it was for a brand. I'll finish a concert that should take like two days. I finish in an hour and a half of work, right? Uh-huh. But it's because I train myself and I Spent hours learning about it. So you need to be honest to yourself and it, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to gauge because yes. I have lost jobs in gigs, even recently because of, this, because of my pricing, right? Yes. How much value are you offering to, for that person, right? How much value are you doing? Are they gonna be able to reuse your per se a post, right? That you're doing, are they gonna be able to also put on their page and create marketing with it? But also if they're gonna use it for selling marketing that comes with a different price because that's not part of the contract. Um, I'm an independent worker. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't even have agents for this. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I was working with someone, but then separated. So, yeah. same thing with a modeling gig, right? How much do you value yourself at? That was your work. What are you gonna do for that? So, for example, when I found out I was gonna model this last time for this company, um, I put myself in a really strict diet because I had gained some weight. So I had to really put myself in a diet and a work routine. Like it's literally like you're keeping yourself accountable. So, you know for a day you know you could wh- what are you going to charge for that it's up to you because how much value you put into that also i will say you have to really see what like where you at right like new york city is an expensive city like i can't charge what i probably would have charged back when i was in california because of the expenses that are here is completely different right and yeah. you need to see what brand you're working with what what all the also are you going to get something back in return from that like a lot of times I feel like the, the hard part for myself is not even the pricing. I'm going to tell you the hardest part. Getting gigs that make sense and stay true to your vision and to yourself, right? So I, I hate doing fast fashion, right? And at some point, some fast fashion companies reach out. And where is it that I gauge? Because I hate the damage that it does to the environment, right? And how is that going to look in my brand by myself? So you need to, like I said, those are things that you need to prioritize more than anything else is like, you really need to value and evaluate yourself and and see what what you could bri- pro- what kind of value you could provide for that person, and mm. and base prices off of that. Um, but like I said, I started doing free. Everything I did was free at the beginning. Everything yeah. I couldn't make a living out of it. Like I couldn't even make enough to go on, out and get a dinner. Like I was charging nothing, ever, always. Yeah. And then it progressed into literally like the last year. I just took it like seriously, and then things just he progressed into being a full-time job, even through this pandemic. Like. I am so sorry for everything that's been happening and I feel awful about everything that's been going on. But there was such an opportunity for my profession that is like, it's crazy how busy I am sometimes. Like, it's insane. And like, but also I invested. Like I said, I, the first time I went to PTU in Italy, I invested, the whole trip was invested on myself. Instead of me going out to grabbing something, a nice dinner vacation, I literally went to go work. That's all I did. And I made so many connections from there that it was like, I came back. Oh yeah, you did, I remember. Yeah, yeah. by the time I came back to to, to New York, it was like, i have gigs lined up and i'm still not at the level where i want to be and because like i said i've been part of that the thing is that you don't see me working with a lot of the big name brands as i should because i have many contracts i have many opportunities is because i don't undervalue myself and i sometimes i, I feel like i cannot do it i value yeah, myself and it's I, like, I know what you're talking about yes yeah i can't i can't like i understand i'm gonna have the nice nike in my on, on my resume right but you ain't selling I, your soul and, and you know, you need to know what you what what's your value and your worth. With the liquor company, the same as many liquor company, famous ones that I could be working with, but at the price they were trying to give me it wasn't worth it wasn't worth it for me. Because I you have to put into consideration all the expenses I'm gonna create and time and my creativity that I'm giving you. And it is it's one of those things that you need to I feel like the gate the way you measure your value is through uh you measure your worth is through value. That's the way I measure it. What kind of value could I give you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And is it worth it for you as a brand? If I'm asking, if not, then hey, it's not our time. It's going to come. It's not our time. I have brands reach out to me three times and I, we stay hard and work together because we don't come in terms of agreement, whether it be because I don't want to do certain items they want me to do, because whether it be I don't have full access of creativity, whether it be because they want me to be not true to them, what I'm doing and I just can't do it. Wow. Yeah, but something like I said, either gauge because sometimes you also say, hey, well, i also need you to make a living, right? So like, it's a lot that goes into, so that's why I say you need to really be like believing in yourself and focus and discipline because this, if you're going to jump into this line of work, it's very hard. And I'm sure there's people out there that, are, you know, are verified that are a lot bigger than I am that are like telling you the same thing. Like I'm hanging out around those people, I'm photographing those people so that's I know a lot of the information. And it's true to myself and it's true to any level. It's just, if we have the integrity, right? you put in the work, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off sooner or later. And you're out there making moves and trying to better yourself and learning. Dude, it's sooner or later going to pay off. The, the way I be, look at it is it's just not your time. Everything happens yes. for a reason. Like, it's not going to be your time. You could go around. Thinking, you're going to think you're not going to straight line, but then you're going to be in curves and going up and down hills. It's going to lead to it. It's just not your time. So be patient with it and keep on working on what you're doing.
0: Wow. I mean, obviously, like my screen got brighter because the sun went. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you. I I I mean I have I have like the final question I'm gonna ask. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you thank you, thank you, Steve, for speaking life into not just for myself, but for everyone that's really just trying to represent themselves, you know. And of course, as we all know, when you do that. Sometimes you have to leave certain things to make that yeah. happen. But, yeah. but 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 you know what though? I mean, from our conversation, it's it's definitely super, super not impossible. Not not at all impossible. Right.
1: Yeah. It's not.
0: Okay. So my final question is, and I think that maybe you've kind of maybe addressed to this, addressed this at some point, but what is the legacy that you want to leave behind?
1: The legacy that I want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. you know it is and this is something that i at first i wanted to leave the legacy of my business right of what the contribution that i gave to the world but i think that i want to leave the legacy of one the love that i have for for god right for people to understand that there was there's also somebody nothing is possible without that person above me and like i said it doesn't have to be the god that i believe in it could be whatever you believe in but nothing's possible without that extra, the, the bigger force from us, right? Not, my health wouldn't be here. The opportunity that I have, the idea that I have, nothing would be possible without it. Second one is probably love. And the third one is the legacy of life is meant to be just as it is. Like, As much as you want to think, change things around, and, and, and I believe in destiny, right? You are going to transform yourself, but you have to go through the situations in life to the bads, to the goods and the bads to get through where you are. If you haven't got there yet, it's for a reason. And if you don't get there, it's ultimately your fault because your destiny is there. Everybody's destined to strive to be greatness. But it's how we make those decisions those decisions we make that is gonna make us lead to that to that greatness or not. Everybody's great at something. Everybody is. Everybody's gonna be excel at something. Everybody. Everybody. So I wanna also leave the legacy of people knowing that making mistakes and like going through tribulations and, and, and life. It's actually a beautiful thing for everybody because that's what's going to lead you to your greatness. It's going to take time, but it's going to lead you to your greatness. It's a normal person. Everybody goes through it. Even a president goes through it. Even somebody that's born born with like a silver spoon on their arm is going to go through it. So like it's normal to make all the mistakes. It's normal to have flaws. It's normal to have opportunities. It's okay with it. I feel like we live in a world that everything's so superficial sometimes oh, that we act like we're not human beings, that we act that we don't have breakdowns, that we act that we don't get depression, that we act that we, there's not many things that we don't go through, right? Mm. But there is. And there's still people that push into it. If you, like I said, passion, if you know that you're passionate about something, it's going to drive you through it. The question I ask people, right? What would you be doing that you could be doing for free? If you weren't getting paid for it, if money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing for free? That's the question that I like to ask people to reflect on. Like, if money was not the issue, right? You have the money, right? What would you be doing that will make you get up every morning and go for it and learn and go better, grow better at it, and create a legacy behind that? So that's what you need to think yourself about whenever you're trying to make this decision and trying to find yourself and trying to find what you're good at. Ask yourself that. What would you do that will make you happy and try to pursue that? It might take it took me 10 years almost to get to, to that point because I was working full time and going to school full time and also doing this. And it was like, Even three years ago, I was still doing it. I was having a full-time job. I was going to school still, and I was pursuing this on top of it. And I was still doing working out and all that. So it was like, you need to really, 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 really be passionate about anything that you're doing. Anything, whatever you're doing, if you want to do it for a long time, you want to be happy with it, you want to grow and leave a legacy behind it, you need to really love what you're going to be doing and passionate about. Yeah. And
0: lastly, take the actionable, actionable steps needed. It's really the biggest kind of really the biggest thing that I'm taking right. away from this is like the passion has to be there, and the actionable steps has to be in line with it, so it actually it'll take you to where you where where you Absolutely. not want but need to be. You know,
1: you work at the, People are gonna remember you for that. Like literally, every single job or every single person reach out to me now to like to do work for them and everything, because you know why I reach out to you because I remember you were always working, you were always doing this, you were, and people think you'll be people's mind. Like you're gonna be in people's mind if you're working, but it's also that I'm doing that because of the passion that I have for it. Like I will literally, I'm literally dreaming something about things that I could be creating, and <laughs> how crazy things are. Yeah. Okay, Steve. Well,
0: we are done with the interview, and um, the last day. Uh, well, actually, what I'm trying to say is, please, please, um, let us know. Or you know, hold on. Let me let me catch my breath together. Hold on. I'll cut this. I had it in my head, but then it started coming out I was like, <laughs> Nope, it's not coming out. it's not coming out the through, through through line that I thought it was gonna be. okay, Steve. So on that note, um uh, where can people find you? um do you have any and what are and any projects you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, um so all of my social media is gonna be at Steve DJLA except for my blog is gonna be Steve Lifestyle. Um. I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Um, and my blog uh, YouTube pretty soon too so it'll be the same Um, is at Steve D-J-L-A and projects that I'm working on like I said I'm working on launching my brand uh, 2021 Um, I'm working also other personal stuff another business that I want to open and projects that I'm working on right now God I have literally for 2021 I maybe have two projects that I'm gonna be working on uh, with a team in a studio. Um, Since this hasn't launched yet, I can't really talk much about it. Probably by the time you got it, probably. uh, But but I helped uh, last last week of January, last Friday. Last Friday of January. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Well, yeah. Well, I'm working. I'm working, like I said, um, projects with two brands. Big. Sort of big projects, that yeah. Um, I'm helping out curate um uh, some work for magazines. And um, like I said, my personal project, which is my brand. And another brand uh project, which is gonna be a business that I've been probably trying to work with for like 10 years now. So hopefully by 2021, it's gonna all come in together, at least the beginnings of it. Yeah. Um but my my brand should be out. My personal brand uh, should be out literally by 2021. Wow. Woo! That's exciting.
0: I mean, that's really yeah. exciting. Also, considering what 2020 has been, yeah. Into 2021, I think obviously surviving is enough. But even any, but even any, anything more than that, you know, it's already like, wow, you know. So, well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Steve, you for, for having me. Letting for catching, not just catching up, but also like trusting me to um, answer these questions that I had that are like. Really, really, really deep, you know. So I super appreciated that. Of course. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to and let you know. Thank you all. Have a good day. See you next Friday at all the right. next episode. Bye. This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.